Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my sister, partner in crime and co-host Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. Excited to be here as always. Yeah. Well, good. better than getting on this show, I gotta tell you. One of my favorite things ever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We've had such a big week already. Oh my goodness, haven't we though? Big cases. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We big cases that uh have taken more of our effort. I mean, you know, every case takes effort, don't get me wrong. But some of them will grab you by the ankle and drag you into a rabbit hole, into an abyss that you can't get out of. You may never I- return from. Yeah. It's so true. It is so true. We've had a lot of that this week. Right. Um, my whole family's mad at me. <laughs> They're like, I was talking to you. And I'm like, I'm reading something. You're always reading something. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's what I do, man. It's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It has these cases this week really have been like there's so much to them. And there's so much we haven't said yet, I think. Yeah. Just because I mean, you guys gotta realize that sometimes we don't read a case because what we're gonna say might get us in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you literally have to understand that we might be accusing someone of murder. Right. And that might, that person might come after us. You know, we have to be super careful. So don't get mm-hmm. too touchy if we don't read a case. Sometimes we are literally just protecting ourselves mm-hmm. and our show. channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We protect true crime paranormal because we don't want to lose this channel on YouTube or, you know, get ourselves into trouble. We have to be careful. It's why what we read mostly are old cold cases because. The people that, you know, perpetrated those things aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. They're safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you got to realize the reality is we might not be saying something because we literally are just, we are in fact protecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Doesn't For mean sure. we don't know who perpetrated something. We generally do. And we do read these things and talk about them individually, you know, or talk about them together. Mm-hmm. But But we don't, we're pretty careful about what we put out there. Kind of with exception to the Vallo case, because we've been saying this all along. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's just, it's yeah. a little different because it's so obvious. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, yeah, it's a different deal. Definitely. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Vallo case, that's right. what we're doing here. This oh my is, gosh. as always, even now the Chandler police said in an email, this is the case that keeps on giving. Holy hell, is it though? So last Friday night, Justin Lum announced that he had received a document uh, request, a public uh, you know, document request that he'd made from the Chandler Police Department uh, quite some time ago mm-hmm. uh, of emails. And he received a document dump from them of 2,500 pages. So I can imagine Justin hasn't slept in days. And he's just pouring through this and turning over info to the public as he gets to it. And his whole family's probably mad at him too. <laughs> he oh, has I'm a sure. brand new yeah. baby at home. <laughs> yeah. He's probably feeding a baby in one arm and, you know, scrolling through emails in the other going, you know, yeah. I can't only imagine. So no. what we're 
we're going to do today is just share some of the highlights or lowlights, if you will, yeah. of uh, some of this stuff. It's There's some pretty heart-wrenching stuff here. A, a lot of info, nice. we things we already knew, but, you know, stuff that just kind of helps hit it home. And so... Well, and putting some of it in order. Yes. Like, yes, we knew these things, but now we know the order in which they happened, which just changes things a lot, I think. And not really changes things, but clarifies things. Like I feel mm -hmm. so much like, oh my gosh, I can follow this in my head now about each step yeah. each person took. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a very a disorganized attempt at organization because there's mm -hmm. no way to organize this information mm -hmm. uh, without, I don't have the time to do it. I know that. So we'll be jumping around. I'm sure there's, yeah. how do you not, there's just, there's so much. And, you know, some of it's irrelevant and doesn't matter. And some of it is like heart stopping. Holy shit stuff. So we're going to start with the first heartbreaker. Uh, we're mm -hmm. actually going to go through the photos first. Oh God. So I'm going to give you this gem right here. Sorry. That is a little pixelated. In case you're wondering, this is J.J. Vallow. Mm -hmm. And this picture was very likely the last photo that was taken of him alive. Yeah. Likely this was on the night that he died. Mm -hmm. That is the timestamp on this photo. And we believe that it likely is the last picture that was taken. Well, and he was found in red pajamas. And yep. he is currently in this picture wearing red pajamas. That one, that one was a shock to the heart, I think. Yeah, definitely. This gem. Yeah. Lori Ryan. Interesting. Yeah. So Lori bought a plane ticket the day that Tammy was shot at. Mm -hmm. The day before, actually, that Tammy was shot at. Yeah. Interesting. So she was headed to Arizona. Yeah, she was getting out of there. Mm -hmm. She was going to make sure that she wasn't in the area mm -hmm. when that shooting happened. Because yeah. she was expecting it to be successful. Mm -hmm. This monster was in Lori's iCloud. Oh. This picture was taken the day that Tylee died. This is ammunition. And at a place called the Gun Store, which is a store in Idaho Falls, mm -hmm. about right. 30 miles away from Rexburg. Yep. And it is likely that while uh, Chad and uh, Alex were disposing of Tylee's body, Lori was out running errands, including buying ammo. There were two pictures of ammo. Uh, they were all this kind, this size of ammo. Um and my thought is that she probably took a couple of pictures and texted them back to them mm -hmm. asking if it's the right thing. Because frankly, yeah. if I was sent to the gun store, that's what I would end up doing, you know. Right. Yeah. It was like she was supposed to pick something up. Yep. Yep. Boy. Day she died, guys. Yeah, she really gave a damn, didn't she? No. This yeah. one. So this is JJ. And this is JJ at a place in Rexburg called Bear World. Mm -hmm. 
This is in that time frame in between Tylee's death and JJ's. So they're just like taking him to Bear World and just doing stuff like everything's normal. This was on the 14th of September. So like 10 days before he died. Yeah. And Bear World is, uh, well, it's just that. It's a kind of like an open air safari zoo type place that has lots of bears and lots of other animals. Well, elk, yeah. A few kids rides and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, so, and, you know, I'm sure attempts to keep this kid occupied since his babysitter was dead. Mm-hmm. They were taking him to do things, but that's... Yeah, pretty- he's conspicuously alone on this. I know, that made me sad just thinking about he's there without Tylee. Yeah. Yeah. And this one. Here's Alex. Mm-hmm. Also out sightseeing. This picture was taken... Of him taking a picture. Who takes pictures of people taking pictures? But anyway, Lori, I'm assuming. Uh, This picture was taken on October 6th. So just a few days before he shot at Tammy. Mm -hmm. He's at a place called Mesa Falls. Mesa Falls is up near Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. And so they were sightseeing. Well, yeah, because this is just a few days after JJ died. Yeah. Yeah. Heartless bastards, that's all I can say. Yeah, it's astonishing to look at some of this stuff. Yeah, it really is. Now, here's a big step backwards. This is Lori and Tylee in Hawaii, and we believe that this photo was taken during that time when Lori took off for 38 days back in the Mm -hmm. first part of 2019. Yeah, yeah. And left uh, Charles and JJ. Mm-hmm. Yep. It makes me sick because of all of the bullshit that Lori wrote Tylee into. Yeah. And this is yet another one of those times in all of the gaslighting. It has become really obvious in reading through all of the documents and looking at all the stuff that she had been gaslighting Tylee into believing that Charles was a monster for a while. Yep. Did Tylee really believe that? I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know. But. I suspect she was just damn confused. Yeah. And, and we trying know that to he was it. pretty pissed off at her mom. Yeah. Who wouldn't yeah. be? So that's the photo piece. I just think all of those are pretty, well, there's one more actually. I think all of those are very telling and they are just, just a, a gut punch. You know, these pictures of JJ, that one of JJ alone on that ride just kills me. Yeah. It's so, because all the pictures that you see of them leading up, they're together. They're doing stuff together. Tylee was very focused on him and there he is on that ride all alone. And that's because she's dead. No also, we see two photos of JJ within the days or day of his death. I just don't see a zombie in sight. I, I just either. see a really sweet, sweet little, little boy, boy with yeah. a crazy mother. Mm. Yeah. yeah, or an evil mother. Let's do that. All yeah. right. This last is a screenshot. 
This is a screenshot from Lori's iCloud. Uh, these were notes she was keeping for herself uh, about Alex. So we're going to try to interpret this. This is a toughie because what the hell does it mean? This is not, mostly not Mormon speak. So we're going to no. attempt it. Multiple creation, which I am I going to assume means that he has had, they've, I would say past lives, they call them uh, probations. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably what they're referring to here. Fourth creation, exalted. Exalted is a term that gets bandied about in the LDS church quite a bit. Yeah. Being exalted means to be elevated. Mm -hmm. Kind elevated. of like, kind of like enlightenment. Similar, yeah. Similar mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. And exalted, fourth creation, exalted. And so I wondered if it means, because there is a belief that in, every life that you have that you uh, are a little more uh, ascended or evolved or a little higher rung on the ladder. And yeah. so it does make me wonder if this is uh, kind of what that means. Yeah. You know, or that be. this is his fourth life being above others. Yeah. Nine times. I'm going to guess that he has uh, reincarnated nine times. Mm -hmm. a sibling to her two times on the fourth creation. I don't know what that means. Mm -mm. Rose is exalted. Who the hell is Rose? Yeah, that's the first time we've heard that name. We don't know who that is. Yeah. Don't know what the connection there is. Married three times on the fourth creation. And something about companions after the fourth creation. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but the bottom sentence kind of says it all. Yep. His mission is to help Lori. Yep. Remember that Zulima's mission was to protect Lori. Right. It's all about Lori, Lori, Lori. Right? Yeah. Well, I guess we didn't know, but now we do. Yikes. It's all about Lori all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to share some of Justin Lum's notes, and then we'll share some of East Idaho News's notes as well. Both they are, I thought they were both uh, useful, you know, and kind of sorting mm -hmm. through. Trying to put actual... this all in perspective on a timeline. Yes. Alex Cox flew from Arizona to Columbia, South America on 7-14-19. And came home on 7-19-19. Why does that matter? Because he shot and killed Charles on 7-11. So he killed him on the 11th of July. And by the 14th, he was in South, South America. And was allowed to do that, you know? Right. They didn't stop him. There was no, like, you know, detaining of him or anything. Because, you know, obviously he was just saving his little blonde sister and Zulima was in Colombia at the same time yeah yeah in Texas when on uh 715 to 719 or 715 to 716 Lori was in Texas packing up Charles's house so Charles had been dead now for three days 
and she's four days and she's, she's in Texas packing up his house yeah. and has left JJ with a friend named Angela. Yeah. Just taking his stuff. Like yep. nothing like, like this would be your highest priority three days after your husband is murdered. Yeah. Yikes. Yep. She used a card, one of Charles's credit cards to pay for his funeral expenses. Uh, the little bit there was. She used the same card to buy Chad a flight. So even after Charles died, he was still paying for these fools and all of their bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad a flight from Provo, Utah to Arizona on 720. Yeah. So Chad actually was in Arizona visiting her nine days after Charles died. Yeah. And then on the 29th, of July to the 31st, she was in Oceanside, California, vacationing with Alex. She was sure just sounds like sounds like a, a, a grieving widow, right? Like mm-hmm. what the hell? Yeah. On 8-14, there was a screenshot of rings similar to the ones that uh, you see in their wedding photos. They're silver bands with green stones. I remember she wanted Malachite rings Mm -hmm. and those, it was interesting because she apparently bought these rings on Etsy and the seller actually refunded them and told her he didn't have time to make them. Yeah. Then she got them somewhere else. I think she ended up getting them from Amazon. If I'm correct about that. On Charles's Amazon account. Cause you know, no respect whatsoever. For him yeah. as a person, as her husband, nothing. Now, remember how the FBI has been talking about everybody's cell phones pinging and where mm-hmm. they're pinging, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they have pings of Tylee's cell phone in West Yellowstone on 9-8-19 around 1-0-9 p.m. That's the last day she's ever seen alive. Mm-hmm. And then we know that the uh, burying happened the next morning at Chad's house. Right. The FBI also says there is footage of JJ at Yellowstone Park walking and running around walkways in front of Old Faithful. It is so weird to me that they spent a day sightseeing at Yellowstone. They had to have known they were going to do it that night. They had to have had right. a, at least some kind of plan in place. Like this is Tylee's last day. We're going to go to Old Faithful. Like, it's so strange. All of it is so it's just yeah. so gross and calculated that. Yeah. Yep. So, and of course, this is just, these are pieces that are filling in the timeline. So this isn't the entire timeline because we've already been through that a million times. Yeah. So you know, we're not going through everything uh, play by play. We're going through more pieces that we're plugging in here. Yeah. So then we know that uh, most likely the last photo of JJ was taken, which I've shared with you already. The pictures of the ammunition then happened. Which may have been in relation to the shooting of when Tammy was shot at, correct? Yeah. And actually, I think I had that wrong. I thought that those photos of the ammo were taken when Tylee disappeared. They weren't. They were taken when JJ disappeared. Okay. Okay. Sorry, you guys. There's just so much info. Yes. Those uh, guns or those uh, bullets are the same bullets that would, the gun that shot at uh, 
Brandon, and then the supposed the gun that they think shot at Tammy. Uh, mm -hmm. those, the bullets she was shopping for would fit that gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I had to talk to a gun guy and verify that one, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then of course we have the photo of Alex on 10-6 at Mesa Falls. So even before they went to Yellowstone, they were already at least they were already kind of up in that area or had been before because, oh, no, this is 10-6. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm thinking yeah. September. Yeah, this is uh, after the kids are already gone at this point. Right. So by October 2019, the Chandler PD has already pulled Lori's home records. So because even though they marked Alex or Chad's death off as um or Charles's death as a self-defense, mm -hmm. they were investigating her behind the scenes. Uh, it yeah. will never not slay me, and I'm sure break their hearts, too, that they didn't do more faster because we would maybe not have several dead people here, but, you know, might have saved the kids, but who would ever know? But in October 2019, they did already have her phone records, and they were already putting together... Uh, pattern because she had all of these long calls to this out-of-state phone number that belonged to Chad Daybell. Right. On 10-7, Lori is researching travel from Rexburg to Independence, Missouri. This is an interesting piece, and we have to mm -hmm. talk about this one. Um, a lot of people have been speculating on this one for good reason. So let's talk about that a little bit. Why would Lori... And she was actually looking at a map and asking Google how long it would take to drive from Rexburg to Missouri, which is interesting mm -hmm. because she's flown everywhere else. Right. And she's so, been jetting around the West. Yeah. So why does she want to drive? Not totally sure on that, but I, well, I have some thoughts. First of all, I, at that time, we believe that her friend, Julie Rowe, still lived in Kansas City, Missouri. She wasn't very far from Independence. Right. And so we think that could have been it. Maybe she was just, you know, planning to go there. But there's a much bigger uh, meaning to that area for Mormons. Right. First of all, they believe that that area is where the Garden of Eden was. Yes. And it's sacred land to them. Mm -hmm. Second of all, Joseph Smith said he made a prophecy way back in the 1830s that independence would become a city of Zion, a gathering for saints and a location for the future temple. And that that would be the place where Christ would return during the second coming. Right. We were taught as kids that at some point we would all have to migrate to Independence, Missouri. Right. And it was apocalyptic. At that point, you know, you would be walking, pushing a handcart, you know. Right, like but, the like the pioneers did from Independence, Missouri to yeah. the, the Salt Lake Valley. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That was yeah. definitely that we would have to go there to be there for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And mm -hmm. I wonder if Lori was mixing that all up with the 144,000 and this is all going to happen and we're going to have to go there. And yeah, we 
too. I really wonder because she wasn't asking about flying and she'd been flying everywhere. And so the Julie Rowe thought is compelling, but I think it's less likely and more likely that this had to do thoughts rolling around in her head of, yes, uh, taking her 144,000 at some point and migrating to the place where Christ would return. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you guys got to understand, we've had some criticism lately that Chad and Lori were not Mormons. Yeah, they were. Culturally, they were Mormons. Okay. They mm -hmm. added all their own crazy stuff. We know they added a lot to it. But the fundamental foundation of their beliefs is Mormonism. And, you know, and we're not saying that all Mormons believe the things that they do or would do no, the things that they not. do at all. But you got to understand that that's foundational for them. I mean, you being raised Mormon, it it's it is intended to soak into every area of your life. Yeah. It's not just your religion. It is everything about who you are and your identity and your culture. And so no matter what, Mormon stuff is going to show up in everything that they do because that is who they are culturally, you know, and, and we know that they're not, you know, traditional Mormons by any means, but yeah, this is what they were raised with that. You got to understand the indoctrination that we all got as kids yeah. about these very things. Yeah. Like Independence, Missouri, you know, yeah. like it's a really, it's very key. It's very yes. key. It doesn't surprise me at all that she was looking this up. No, not at all. So those are some thoughts about Missouri. Now, uh, as we know, we shared the ticket that she had booked a flight on 10-8 from Idaho to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Investigators uh, via email are saying that they do believe that she spent her time in Arizona with Melanie Pulowski, yeah. her niece, on 10-9, which is the same day that Alex tried to shoot Tammy. So again, she's getting out of the way of what's happening. Right. You know? yeah. 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 Again, yeah. knowing ahead of time that something is going to occur that she shouldn't be around for. Yeah. That prior knowledge. I mean, that means a lot when it comes to the way that they look at charging her, uh -huh. you know? Now, interestingly, Police actually do believe that Lori was in Missouri from October 10th to October 12th. Yeah. Uh, very interesting because of what she was looking at. Again, I think she was scoping out places for her, uh, for her people to migrate with her. Mm -hmm. I do too. I think that had everything to do with what she thought her mission was. Mm -hmm. But I think it would also be very uh, enlightening to know if she stayed with Julie Rowe. Julie Rowe. Because Julie has said a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of things that have been really odd. And we haven't talked about Julie much, mostly because we really honestly haven't wanted to get a lot of fuel to her fire. No. But this is very curious to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Did they, did she actually see her at that point? Yeah. yeah. Now. When Tammy dies, Lori comes home. She books a flight for the 20th from Phoenix to Idaho the day after Tammy's sudden death. Interesting. Yet again, prior out of knowledge. the way. Yep. Yep. Out of yep. the way and prior knowledge. Like, I know what day to stay away. I know what day to come. Yep. Now, 
On the 23rd, her iCloud documents photos taken in Hawaii. So what? I don't know. I How did she get to Hawaii from here? Why? I'm not sure. Then she takes a flight on the 3rd of November. So she has come back at some point here. Can you mm -hmm. imagine all this flying? Like she's getting on an airplane every couple of days. Uh, and moving from one place to another. And how she's paying for all of this. Yeah. Well, well there's Charles's some thoughts on card. that. Charles's credit card. There's a little more to that, too. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get there. But so on the 3rd of November, she, of course, uh, takes a flight from Salt Lake City to Kauai and gets married. On the 5th, they stay at Kauai Beach Resort from the 3rd to the 6th of November. They are talking to people there about a rental home on the 7th and 8th, claiming that they have no children. Mm -hmm. uh, get this. Police say that Lori's iCloud used Tylee's AirPods on November 11th and November 25th. Yeah. Like, of course. Of course she did. Well, she, we know she had her phone. She obviously had her AirPods too. I mean, it's just so gross. Like, it's so awful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this one, don't be coming at me with the whole, but they weren't Mormon anymore. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but they had to have been, guys, mm -hmm. because they attended, they attended the temple in Hawaii on the 12th of November. Which means they had temple recommends. Yes. Now, we've discussed this before, but we'll go back over it quickly. Mm -hmm. One doesn't simply go to the temple. You mm -hmm. can make it through the front door or go to the visitor center. But to go to the temple and go in the temple and do temple work, you have to have a temple recommend. And that temple recommend is a piece of paper that comes from your bishop and state president or area president or however it works in your your area but saying that you have been found worthy to be there yeah. which means that in the last year you've had an interview with said people you have claimed to them that you are following the rules you're paying 10 percent tithing you withhold and or you sustain and hold up the uh Leaders of the church, you believe in the church, you uh, abhor Satan. Like, there's all this shit you have to you say. See the prophet of the church as a prophet, seer, and revelator. Mm -hmm. There's all these words. There's all yeah. these words you know, that you have to agree to. And so they had done that. Now, is it possible that these were temple recommends that had been pulled and they just still had them in their possession? Yeah, it is. But well, yeah, I find it odd that Chad had his because of the dust up that he had in his own ward and stake. I'm thinking he just wasn't fully excommunicated then. He, he was in the been. process of being excommunicated, but I'm thinking and that. they're in another state. Yeah. I have no idea how, you know, communication about things like that. I don't know if it's like your driver's license. I have no idea. Well, and it takes a little time. Once the next communication mm -hmm. begins, that could take a couple of months to be completed. And so yeah. my thinking is that he was in the process of being excommunicated, but it wasn't done yet. Why did they go to the temple? They went to the temple because they were receiving revelation there. 
they were doing some other kind of um, unholy work. I'll tell you what I believe they were doing. See, way back before Cammy died, before either of them were divorced, when he was in Arizona, they attended a temple together as a couple. Right. And or at least posing as a couple. And Chad sealed himself to Lori or Lori to him. And that is a word that's used in the temple. It's a ceremony to seal spouses to each other for time and all eternity. It's marriage. It's yeah, it's marriage. And, you know, he that's not how it works. Obviously, these guys are freestyling. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that trip to the temple had to do with, you know, that ceiling, you know, which had already been done, apparently. But again, it doesn't mean a damn thing. It's just these are the things, the ceremonies, the stuff these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think that trip to the temple is really interesting. It is. It is. And it just does tell you. Underlying all of this, they're still Mormon. And that's, you know, it, it does impact their behavior and their choices. And that's the only reason that I say it is that we understand mm-hmm. why they're doing a lot of the things that they're doing because yeah. in their minds, that's still, that's who they are culturally. Yes. Yeah. Now on 1126, the Rexford PD and Fremont County Sheriff's office meet to discuss the welfare check for JJ. Then they do it the same day. So Ears are starting to prick. This is when, you know, we start, the police start figuring out that something is going on. But why did, why did Rexburg meet with Fremont County? I believe it's because Chad, Chad's house is in Fremont County. Right. But they were looking for Lori. Right. But they they knew that Chad and Lori were married. About Chad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They already knew. Well, Chandler police already knew about Chad. Yeah, they did. Cause I just find that part of it interesting that, mm-hmm. that like, Oh, they already were hip to the fact that he was in a different can. I just find that's interesting because that yeah. we didn't know that at the time by any means. Yeah. No, no. The police knew more than anyone knew they knew yeah. at the time. Of course, what they didn't know is that the kids were, already gone so on the 26th of course they do the welfare check they get a bunch of bullshit from Lori and then she and Chad take off on the 27th police serve search warrants at Lori's townhome and Alex's where they find large numbers of firearms remember Alex was a gun guy yeah yeah so that was interesting to me that I didn't realize that they found a bunch of guns when they went to Alex's apartment talked about guns very much and there's more info about guns that will come out mm-hmm. uh, Lori and Chad then they discover so on the 28th through the 1st of uh, December Lori and Chad are in California staying at a hotel in La Miranda Buena Park yeah, in Southern California and then of course they fly to Hawaii on the 1st and that's when they rent that uh, townhome there and, you know, basically hide out there until February when Lori is arrested and then uh, dragged back to Rexburg, kicking and screaming. Right. So why do you suppose they were in California? 
I don't know. I've been interested about that. Somebody said, and I can't verify this. Maybe I shouldn't even say it. But at some one point, somebody said that they had gone on vacation, on a California vacation with Chad's kids. I know. I've heard that several times. But I've never known it to be completely verified. Mm-hmm. But does this verify that? Did they go down there with those kids and then the kids went home and they went to Hawaii, it's possible because it is weird that they went to California before they went to Hawaii. Because the first time they went to Hawaii, they flew out of Salt Lake and they went direct. Mm-hmm. So why this time were they in California first? People are saying it was know. near Knott's Berry Farm, right? Mm-hmm. What I'd read is that this is near Knott's Berry Farm. And so maybe they yeah. were with Chad's children. At least for a portion of their trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. They went to a... We've been through losing our mom. They went to a theme park. Yeah. Like five, six weeks after their mother's death. Yeah. That's that's odd to me. That's odd to me. But yeah, me too. I mean, they didn't know what they know now. Yeah. Yeah. We also know that while that all is going on, on November 29th, Alex Cox marries Zulima Pastenis. And I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but Alex changed his last name to Pastenis. Yeah, that was interesting. If that was a, he's been the hitman, so now he's going to change his name to make Mm -hmm. it harder to find him. I think so. Yeah. And then, of course, the very next day, Melanie Boudreau marries Ian Pulowski. They're all in Vegas getting married together, basically. Right. So that's uh, kind of this all all of this is happening kind of at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then Tammy's body is exhumed on the 12th. Or sorry, on the 11th of December. And then Alex dies in Zulema's house on the 12th, yeah, which we knew. But mm-hmm. yeah, I will, I will just never be okay with that part of it. I will never feel like there wasn't some interference there. Absolutely. He died the day after Tammy was exhumed. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Then an FBI agent says that on the 14th, Ian Pulowski, who's now married to Melanie, tells the FBI agent that Chad and Lori called Melanie the night before, said Rexford PD had contacted two of Chad's kids and threatened to exhume Tammy's body, which, as we know, Tammy's body had already been exhumed. We also know that Chad's kids didn't know her body was going to be exhumed until it had already been exhumed and reburied. Yeah. But uh, they don't actually have to tell the family if it's a criminal case. No. Ian uh, told the FBI agent that Chad and Lori seemed to not know that the exhumation had taken place already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thought that the FBI's involvement was a rumor and a scare tactic. They didn't want to admit that, uh, you know, just maybe something bad was about to happen. Yeah, that maybe this little game was all about to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, this one is odd to me. I'm wondering if this was just a hacker. Chandler PD says on twelve seventeen, someone tried to log into Tylee's Facebook account from IP addresses in California and in Kansas. Hmm. 
Yeah. That's really weird. I, that just makes me think there was just a hacker digging around. Might Probably be. had nothing to do with. May not have, but it is interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. It is. Then on the 20th, Rexburg PD announces. Remember, this is the day that we all learned this was going on. Yeah. Rexburg PD announces JJ and Tylee are missing. This is when all their pictures went everywhere and we're like, wait a freaking minute. Mm -hmm. What is going on? Yep. Yep. Of course, Lori and Chad are refusing to cooperate. And this is the time where Rexburg PD is working with the FBI and Fremont County are have deputies in Arizona with uh, the Arizona authorities trying to find them. Yeah. And we didn't know that. No. We didn't know Fremont County went to Arizona. No. No, we did not. So that is, those are the notes from Justin Long. I'm going to go through some of the notes from East Idaho News as well. I, I will try to not uh, duplicate, but there are a few things here that uh, Justin did not have. So we are having a hellacious storm. And I am hearing some loud thunder and lightning. You guys might hear it too. Well, you won't hear the lightning, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you might hear the thunder. Well, you also might hear dogs crying at my office door because they're scared. Mm -hmm. So just Poor puppies. you're hearing chaos at my house. That's what is going on. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay. So a few interesting things. I. Uh, there's an audio recording on Lori's phone that is titled Lori's Testimony. Investigators say in the recording, Lori is self-prophesying or prophesizing. prophesying. And everything she does is because her heavenly father tells her to. So what's a testimony? Well, at least in the Mormon church, mm -hmm. a testimony is the thing that you have that burning in your bosom, that truth that you feel within you, that church is true. Yep. And that uh, everything here is real and what you're doing here is real. So her testimony. testimony. Yeah, it usually starts with, I know this church is true. Yes, I'd like to bear my testimony that I know this church is true. They have a meeting once a month where people stand at the pulpit and bear their testimony. They speak their truth. Yeah. And so that's what that is, her testimony. But uh, yes, she's doing all of the things because her Heavenly Father told her, I have seen women bear their testimony and say that they bought a certain kind of green beans in the store because Heavenly Father told them to. Like, this is, well, that yeah. might sound insane, but that's, I've heard that said and, mm -hmm. and many other things. But I mean, this is the level of obedience that you are expected to be showing. And if you feel that you are supposed to do something by God, you better do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. In March, 2019, Charles emails Lori after she has vanished for 38 days and leaves JJ behind. The email is really sad. Yeah. He is begging her to, Let's figure it out. Let's work it out. Come home. Let's try to establish a family connection with you and with our son. He even makes her an offer. And he says he does give her uh, an ultimatum. 
you know, because uh, I'm sure he's just, he's beside himself. Mm -hmm. He's also trying to divorce her at the time. So he's kind of trying to get her to come home. Let's figure something out. He has actually tried to serve her a few times at that point with divorce papers. And I'll share that. But at the end of his letter, he says, Lori, you are the only one whose response I will accept to the following offer. On March 15th, I will have all of my stuff vacated from the house. You may have it back on Saturday, March 16th. I will continue to pay all of the bills and you and I can work out a schedule with JJ. I will also schedule a locksmith to change all of the locks for you. I need to know if this is acceptable by Monday morning, March 11th. I am unaware of your wants and needs because you have not contacted me in any way or responded to any of my efforts. If you have not contacted me, the only conclusion I can draw is that after 38 days, you and your family no longer want communication with JJ. This will be your choice. I am going to take action and continue to take care of JJ because I am not getting any response from you. I have no other choice. You have taken away all of his family here. It makes us both really sad and I really hurt for him. You're his mother. He misses you. Please agree to see your son. Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't care. She didn't all. care at all. And yeah. JJ was just too much for her, I think, from the very mm -hmm. beginning. You know, yeah. when you, there's so many reports of people that, you know, it was Tylee that took care of JJ. It was Tylee that knew how to calm him down. It was Tylee that helped him do whatever he needed to do. She mm -hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And here's now, another example. Poor Charles. God. Yes. Now, this is in March. In February, according to Web Sleuths, uh, Charles tried to have Lori served with divorce papers multiple times and an order of protection. Because mm -hmm. remember, she had threatened to kill him. Right. So they this tried to when serve he's her. Telling voice. attorneys, she's mm -hmm. trying to, she says she's going to kill me. Yes. I need to divorce her. Yes. There was a preparing a people event. Now, I want to be clear on the dates here. This is February 2019. This is a full year before she was arrested. This is mm -hmm. when Charles was still alive. Tammy was still alive. The kids were still alive. You know, this is well before all of everything went down. But this mm -hmm. is when she had disappeared. And basically, Charles had finally had enough and realized that she was not safe and was trying to serve her with papers. So right. there was an event, a preparing a people event in Boise and Middleton, Idaho, the weekend of February 16th. And Charles uh, thought that she was going to that event and they tried to serve her at the airport, at a hotel and at the event, but oh. they were unsuccessful. And mm -hmm. then they, this was also, by the way, the last preparing a people event that Chad spoke at. Oh, as okay. far as we know. Yeah. So then they went to Kauai for about a month and then they returned back to the mainland sometime in late March and they tried to serve her again at Alex's house. The rumor was that she was staying at Alex's in Santan Valley in mm -hmm. Arizona and that uh, they tried to serve her there, but no one would answer the door. But her car and Alex's cars were both in the driveway. 
And that's when there was the neighbor account of the big screaming fight they had in the road. Yes. Where Lori was telling Alex he was a disgrace to the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stink. So at any rate, it looks a lot like Lori had gone to Boise to meet up with Chad. Then she goes to Hawaii. Then she comes back to Arizona. And then... Or no, I'm sorry. She comes back. She actually came back to Arizona and stayed with. That is, it's so fuzzy. It looks like she returned to Arizona first and stayed with uh, Alex for a little while. And then she went to Kauai. Yeah. And and know too that she's dragging Tylee along on this entire trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tylee, who should be in school. Yes. Yeah. So, sorry, that was a little confusing. So that's, uh, but I, I do think that's very uh, interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Back to the, uh, back to the notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we do know that Alex went to Columbia. One other thing they said is that between 2015 and 2018, Alex wired money to people in Columbia three times. Yeah. Who the hell is that? Who is that? Yeah. What's going on there? That Rose? Is that Rose? That was my first thought. Yeah. Now, we're going to fast forward again. Sorry, you guys probably have whiplash from all of this. I do. Uh, On August 8th, this is after Charles has died. This is after Lori has already gone to Texas and cleaned out his house and is getting ready to move to Rexburg. Mm -hmm. Lori's sister-in-law. This is uh, the mother of, oh God, now I can't remember his name. This is the the brother-in-law that was coming to, or her brother that was coming to do the intervention. This is his wife. Oh, Okay. So she emails detectives, and she did an interview on a, a YouTube channel just recently that was really interesting. So she emailed detectives, uh, clear back on August 8th, 2019. Uh, outlining Lori's beliefs and telling her what her theories, them what her theories were about Alex and Lori murdering Charles. Mm-hmm. He told them some things about Alex that will make you hate Alex a little more. Mm-hmm. He left two of Lori's dogs out in the desert because she didn't want them anymore. Asshole. And he shot and killed another family member's dog when they didn't want it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Psychopath. Alex the gunman. Yeah. Horrifying. So on August 9th, Kay sends a detective an email worried about JJ and asks for a welfare check. Yeah. This is all going on in Chandler, you guys. These emails were all going to the Chandler police. Right. And this is why they had already pulled her phone records. They were already investigating her. She was already on the radar long before the welfare check in Idaho came. Yeah. And the kids were alive then. Yeah, they were. Yep. Not for much longer. (laughs) But they were, unfortunately, had Chandler been able to track them down. Yep. Then on September 5th, she emails JJ School, the Life Academy in Arizona, and tells them that she's been offered a job out of state and needs to move quickly and that he won't be back. And I believe she tells them that she's going to California. She does. She tells them a huge lie. They're absolutely heartbroken. They adore JJ. 
they've seen him do so well. He's, you know, made such great progress with them. They can't believe that they she's just written out of Yeah. We're really, really sad about Charles's death. Yes. Uh, at some point, there's an email that comes uh, across the desk here that Rexford police believed that Lori was receiving $4,800 a month from Arizona Health and Welfare for taking care of JJ due to his disabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus the survivor's benefits that she started getting for the kids mm-hmm. after Charles died, which we know was about $4,000 yeah. because that came out recently that she had done, looked it up and filled out a form to figure out what she would get. And she knew before he died yeah. what she would get. Yeah. And that, I think, is everything. If it's not, it's damn close. But that, I think, is about everything. Uh, Oh, except for this. The files released hundreds of screenshots from the online forum, Another Voice of Warning. This was that forum that they were all on, that they were basically falling at Chad's feet, and Julie Rose as well, and listening to all of their wisdom and, you know, prophecies and dreams and visions and when this story broke people started talking about the case and chad there and the owner of it christopher parrot this guy that lives in rigby he just a little town 15 miles away yes he would not allow anyone to talk any shade about chad he defended chad loudly there and on every news site you can imagine he yeah. was very loudly screaming at everyone that Chad was innocent, that he would never hurt any children, that he had done nothing, that he knew personally where the children were and that they were safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has since apologized repeatedly. He has. Yeah. You know, and come back he, and said, I was very, very wrong about this. Which is code for, please don't excommunicate me. Mm-hmm. Or charge me. Yeah. yeah. Well... And then, of course, he's we awful do know. because that AVAL crap is awful. Awful. Absolutely awful. Yep. Hateful, and, racist, anti gay, yeah. horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did have six redacted lines of phone numbers associated with Chad and Lori because uh, they were using burner phones to communicate. At least at some point, you know, because that's what innocent people do. Right. Or that's what incompetent people do. They don't know what they're doing or they don't know what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. So none of it is really, uh, you know, groundbreaking stuff. It's just filling in some pieces, filling in some holes. And I think just bringing some things full circle to realize how callous, how easy it seemed to be. Yeah. For these guys to murder people and just go right on with life. Yeah. Just go just keep right on with the mission. Yeah. 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 The callousness, just the a the ability to just go do fun things right after a huge death. After, you know, we've had big deaths in our lives. I'm sure many of you have. You know that it takes a while before you can have fun again. Yeah. You know, you don't just immediately go off and do a bunch of stuff for fun, you know, but these guys clearly did. Mm-hmm. Well, and Lori and all of the gallivanting, all of the flying, all of the traveling around, this and was money. a woman on a mission, yeah. right? 
being out of town when the bad things happen. They're protecting her. But then mm. also, she's on her mission. She is go she's talking to people. She's trying to gather her 144,000. She's doing her job. Yeah. That she believes she has or something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So gross. Anyway, yeah. so there you go. That is the big document dump. I'm sure there's more coming. Oh, there is. We wanted to get on it now and we've waited a little longer. I think most YouTubers have beat us to the punch, but I decided let's give it as many days as we dare before we report so that there's as much out there as possible because yeah. we do cover other cases, you know. It's hard to believe, <laughs> but we actually do. But yeah. yeah, it's like every day more stuff comes out and, yeah. you know, we haven't actually seen these documents ourselves. And so we're relying on what the reporters who have them yeah. are releasing. So Justin Lum and Nate Eaton, we really appreciate because yeah. they're helping the rest of us make sense of this. Absolutely. So this is our Wednesday case. So we will be back tonight at 7 p.m. for case updates. And there are some mm -hmm. updates that have nothing to do with this freaking case. Yes, so sir. yay for that. And I thought today, Lori, I am so damn tired of you. I can't even believe it. <laughs> I know. But oh, well, we'll keep on it. No one's going to yeah. get too tired of her because we're going to keep her feet in the fire. But yeah. at any rate, we will be back with other case updates tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain. And then we'll be back tomorrow night for our Thursday night psychic show. That's our other yes. live stream of the week. And we'll have some pop-ups this weekend. So yeah. Yeah, lots of good stuff going on. So please uh, sure like, subscribe, share, be here, comment. Uh, if we missed any holes, uh, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, Somebody if pointed you have out a different that we interpretation have to... of any of this, I want to hear it. Because yeah, uh, hear it with us, you know, we, yeah, we, let's we talk do the about best it. we can, you guys. Well, and I noticed that we uh, had a date wrong in a case earlier this week and someone pointed it out. We had the wrong year. So thank you for noticing yeah. things like that. We're, we're, we're just humans <laughs> doing our best. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, for <laughs> sure. There's lots of dates being thrown at us all the time. So yeah. anyway, yep. But yeah, if you want to contribute to this conversation, uh, please do. So mm -hmm. that's where it's at. So thanks for being here. This has been another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Thanks. Thanks.